Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do great work. You can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including guests Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator. Dennis Golden is the director of community and uh, corporate partnerships at Hodges University. They have some great, great programs. We'll talk about those. Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, will be joining us as well. It is September the 20th, and on this day in 1519, Portuguese navigator Ferdinand Magellan set sail for Spain from Spain in an effort to find western sea route to the rich Spice Islands of Indonesia. In command of five ships and 270 men, Magellan sailed to West Africa and then Brazil, where he searched for the South American coast for a strait that would take him into the Pacific. At the end of March 1520, the expedition set up winter quarters at Port St. Julian, on Easter Day at midnight, the Spanish captains mutinied against his Portuguese captain, but Magellan crushed the revolt, executing one of the captains and leaving another shore when his ship, ship left St. Julian in August. On March 21st, he finally discovered the strait he'd been seeking. The Strait of Magellan, as it's become known, was located near the tip of South America, separating Tierra de Fuego and the continental mainland. Only three ships entered the passage. One had been wrecked and another deserted. It took 38 days to navigate the treacherous strait. And when an ocean was sighted at the other end, Magellan wept with joy. He and his first European explorer to reach the Pacific Ocean from the Atlantic. His fleet accomplished the western crossing of the ocean in 99 days, crossing waters so strangely calm that the ocean was named Pacific from the Latin word pacificus, meaning tranquil. By the end, <clears throat> the men uh, were out of food and chewed leather parts of their gear to keep themselves alive. On March the 6th, 1521, the expedition landed at the island of Guam. Ten days later, they dropped anchor in the Philippine island of Cebu. They were only about 400 miles from Spice Islands. Magellan met with the chief of Cebu, who was converting, was converting to Christianity, persuaded the Europeans to assist him in conquering a rival tribe on the neighboring island of Macton. In fighting on April 27th, Magellan was hit by a poisoned arrow and left to die by his retreating comrades. After Magellan's death, the survivors and two ships sailed on to Moluccas and loaded the hulls with spice. One ship attempted unsuccessfully to return across the Atlantic. The other ship, the Victoria, continued west under the command of Basque navigator uh, Elcano. The vessel sailed across the Indian Ocean, around the Cape of Good Hope, and arrived at the Spanish uh, port on September the 6th, 1522, becoming the first ship to circumnavigate the globe. No mean feat indeed. All that uh, happening, 1519. Well, New York City reported fire, uh, reportedly fired 850 educators because they were not vaccinated, prompting Florida Education Commissioner Manny Diaz to invite them to teach in Florida. The New York Post reported that the city uh, Department of Education fired 850 teachers and classroom aides in New York City. The recent cut brought the total number of those fired because they did not follow a vaccine mandate to nearly 2,000 school employees. 
Come on down to the free state of Florida, Diaz says. We are proud to offer reciprocity to New York teachers. He linked to Florida's two reciprocity routes for certified teachers and administrators to qualify for the state's professional certificate. You shouldn't have to choose between getting a jab or losing your job in Florida. You don't, Governor Ron DeSantis Press Secretary Brian Griffin said. Griffin's comments reflected those of DeSantis who stood firmly against vaccine mandates. President Joe Biden said in a 60 Minutes interview that the pandemic is over. In response, Monday, DeSantis questioned whether the administration would allow unvaccinated military members to return to service. Good question. Biden declared the pandemic is over, DeSantis said. So when he let those discharged from the military due to vax mandates return to protect our country, will he do that? DeSantis signed legislation to ban vaccine passports in 2021. The administration also fought for Special Olympics International to drop its vaccine mandate for athletes competing in Orlando in June. Again, Governor really illustrating the fact that Florida really is free. Governor DeSantis received multiple standing ovations during rallies in Kansas and Wisconsin over the weekend after mentioning the border crisis getting wide media attention amid his move to flying two planes of illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard, one plane in our country uh, where we see virtually no law and order is at the southern border, and this is a crisis. It's now getting a little more attention, crowd laughs. This is a crisis crowd stands and he said it's a crisis and it's manufactured crisis because of Biden's failed policies that sums it up right there DeSantis previously said the two flights that transported 50 migrants to Martha's Vineyard is just the beginning announcing he would use all of the allotted money that's 12 million dollars to continue transporting them to sanctuary cities we've got an infrastructure in place and now we've got a lot more that's happening DeSantis said but I'm glad that, this, that now we put this issue on the front burner because it really should be on the front burner. The Florida legislature again approved $12 million to help transport illegal immigrants from the state when he plans to spend every penny. DeSantis said the state is people on the ground in Texas identifying migrants that are traveling to Florida. The administration would offer them flights to Texas from Texas to Florida, and then ultimately to Martha's Vineyard. He said this method is more effective than attempting to pull over individual vehicles traveling in Florida. Democrats like uh, Charlie Crist, uh, used to be a Republican and Independent, claimed that the migrants were falsely lured to get on the plane, but DeSantis dispelled that myth, explaining they were given a map and released from a form to sign before voluntarily getting on the planes. They actually gave them a packet, and in the packet included a map of Martha's Vineyards. So it's obvious that they were they knew where they were going, DeSanta said. Uh, these are voluntary transportation uh, efforts that uh, they're signing up for. They've given a good ride. They've given everything and just, you know, to, in a humane thing to do, said the uh, governor. Really is bringing attention to the crisis. Of course, the mainstream media has not been covering this. Many people are not aware that even we have a crisis on the border. But now with, with DeSantis, $615,000, you can't buy that level of coverage that he's gotten to by taking those 50 migrants to Martha's Vineyard. <clears throat> well, uh, who's keeping tabs on this? Well, uh, we are. President Biden has issued nearly 100 executive orders, which will cost taxpayers up to $1.5 trillion as the national debt grows near $31 trillion, according to uh, an expert. Biden can, uh, currently sits at 99 executive orders since taking office. His torrent pace came primarily within his first year when he issued more than pr any president since the 70s. 
memo show at least one outside left-wing group financed by millions from liberal billionaire George Soros has influenced some of Biden's orders and regulatory items. A budgetary impact analysis, meanwhile, accompanies each order but does not include actual monetary costs. Instead, they contain vague language such as whether the order will have no impact, increase, or decrease federal costs. This makes it difficult to pinpoint the actual price tag of Biden's actions. However, a federal budget expert said that the estimate to the cost would be north of $1 trillion. 99 orders, $1.5 trillion, up to $1.5 trillion in costs to the American taxpayer. And that, <clears throat> even though Congress has the power of the purse, the state leg- or the uh, Congress, uh, He's gone ahead and made these decisions on his own. That's not right. Well, he may be the most powerful man in the world, but apparently he arrived late. Of the uh, the U.S. president arrived late, and his wife Jill were not allowed to disrupt the finely tuned choreography of the late Queen's funeral, which happened yesterday. Then being ushered immediately into their seats on the arrival in Westminster Abbey, the first couple had to be gently told they would need to stand and wait as the procession of George and Victoria Cross holders uh, were ahead of them down the nave of the Abbey after the awkward period of small talk at the main entrance as those awarded the highest decorations of military valor went ahead. The Bidens finally followed in the wake of the Victoria Cross holders uh, pushing the wheelchair of uh, Keith Payne. They didn't push push the wheel paper, but the last person uh, was... uh, 89 years of age, in a wheelchair. And then the Bidens went and sat in row 14. The U.S. president has been given a dispensation to make his journey to the Abbey in the Beast, a heavily armored limousine using the U.S. presidents for security reasons, rather than being bused to the Abbey with other heads of state. So all the other heads of states, they're in a bus, and he's got the Beast. At what expense to American taxpayers? It's unbelievable. Well, a source from uh, anti-Donald Trump dossier paid for Democrats has confirmed that he was on the FBI's payroll for years. Let that sink in. I think this goes back to 2016. Igor Dashenko, who provided information to dossier's author Christopher Steele, was a vital source of information to the U.S. government during the course of his cooperation and was relied upon to build other cases and open investigations. Lawyers for Dashenko said in filing lodged In uh, federal court in Virginia, special counsel John Durham recently disclosed that Dushenko was a confidential human informant for the FBI from 2017 to October 2020. Let that sink in. Just think about that. It's criminal. And uh, for three years on the payroll. And the Federal Bureau of Investigation is allegedly fabricating evidence again. This extrajudicial exercise isn't the first time the agency has overreached. They manufactured evidence to secure a FISA spy warrant on Trump campaign official Carter Page when he was bearing exculpatory evidence. Then they ran interference against any potential felonious activity tied to Hunter Biden through his laptop. And now they've raided the home of the former president to prevent him from running again in 2024. The raid itself was the warning, while the cockamamie dragnet that hurled over Mar-a-Lago to find supposed classified materials has yet to produce the smoking gun evidence that could lead to Trump being led away in handcuffs. It's a circus. The point is that the FBI, motivated by political bias, is interfering in our elections and will veer into extrajudicial 
to accomplish their aims on behalf of the Democrat Party. So in other words, they're looking <clears throat> for, <clears throat> well, let me just add this, Joe, Joe Biden and the Democrats believe the no- numerous white supremacist fifth column groups dot the country, constituting a clear and present danger to the United States national security. The liberal media echoes these extravag- ex- uh, exaggerated claims to their audience who happen to be dominate the uh, cultural bastions which magnify the paranoia. There is no white supremacist threat. That's because the new Nazi slur hold at anyone and anything the left finds offensive. Obviously, this is an ominous, evil, and dystopian connotation applied to white supremacy, except that liberals have an unintentionally hilarious penchant for calling out fake Nazis and letting the real ones slip through. So uh, this this is really a shame. Uh, There actually, there are no white supremacist threats in the United States. Uh, probably a few crazy folks, but the point is that they're asked to manufacture now. The FBI is asked to manufacture evidence of this, and so, uh, you know, they're basically looking for crimes that don't exist. It's very sad indeed. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. 
or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. Coming up, I'm going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us our state senator, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Thank you, Kathleen. Hey, Manny Diaz has invited, apparently there's been a slew of uh, teachers that have been fired because of refusing the uh, vaccine up in New York. And he's saying, come on down here. We're the free state of Florida. Wanted to get your thoughts on that. Well, you know, it's actually um, a good idea if if these are, are, are qualified teachers that um, they're firing just because they don't believe that they should be vaccinated. Come on down to Florida. I mean, you know, uh, we are open, uh, free, free state, as you said. And um, I think that should not. Again, that's sort of a, a political ploy. Uh, it, it makes no sense. Uh, the numbers are down. We are going to be living with COVID just like we live with the flu, just like we live with other um, types of, of um, viruses for time immemorial. And, and you just can't you can't demand people be vaccinated. It makes no sense. Well, now, Kathleen, so I'm not, hopefully you'll come here. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure you, you're aware, but uh, the president has declared the pandemic is over. <laughs> Yeah. Excuse me. Well, he's but he's keeping the um, state of emergency open because with the state of emergency being open, he can continue to, uh, you know, issue edicts and do all kinds of things. Yeah. Like, uh, for example, uh, writing off student debt to the tune of a billion trillion dollars. So it's uh, and and, the the funniest thing I think I heard about that whole student debt thing, it's, it's not funny, but it was Marco Rubio who said that he, his, his mortgage identified as a student loan and he wanted to forgive it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine too. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, um, I've gotten more emails and more comments on the forgiveness of the student loans than pretty much anything in the last year. People are incensed about it. People who paid off their own debts, parents who are paying uh, their 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 children's student loans, um, even people who are paying student loans are saying, "I borrowed the money, I should be paying it yeah, back." Yeah. So you know, we'll see what happens. It's it's uh, it's really. So we're tra- transferring uh, the uh, the uh, loans to people who didn't get a college education or couldn't afford to go to college. And uh, we're really paying off the loans of people that didn't achieve as a result of gradu- graduating from college because they make le- uh, 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 less than the money necessary to get, to get the loan forgiveness. So it doesn't make any sense at all. It flies right in the face of the American dream. Well, that's right. I mean, part of it is, you, you know, you were, they borrowed the money because they wanted to go to college to get a degree to get a good job. Now, Maybe the breakdown in the system is the kind of programs that uh, a lot of these students were were taking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, I always use the, the uh, journalism degree. 
Unfortunately, today you can't make uh, a decent wage as a journalist, but there are still uh, people going to college to get a degree in journalism, and and uh, from that, uh, you, you know, they can't pay their loans back. But but should we forgive their uh, debt because they've chosen a degree that you can't earn money at, or or very little rather? So I, I just think we got to look at the system and and start looking more realistically about the programs that are provided to students uh, in colleges. Yeah, you know, you I... know they should be jobs they should be degrees at which you can get a job i couldn't agree more i I couldn't agree more i mean the the promise we had early in the 60s and 70s and 80s is that you go to college it'll give you a leg up in terms of being successful in society and of course all parents wanted to support that uh kids wanted to achieve and right now then the the i think uh higher education is going to let us down fortunately governor scott or and when he was governor and also DeSantis, they've had metrics and accountability in Florida. So we have one of the best public university systems in the nation. And uh, they, they, and they measure things like how long does it take someone to get a job and how, what is their average pay? Those things really do matter. And uh, as, a, as a consequence, uh, the universities are being held accountable. Yeah, and two things I would mention. Um, uh, to get an education at one of our public universities in Florida, we have one of, some of the lowest costs in the country yeah. uh, because the legislature underwrites the tuition costs. You know, you can't get a better education for as little dollars in Florida, uh, uh, first of all. And secondly, we, we did pass some legislation uh, a couple of years ago that has the Board of Governors creating a website which uh, we encourage uh, high school students to look at before they uh, choose their majors in college that uh, lists the, the kind of careers available based upon the, um, the degree that you earn, I mean, that you, you, you study. And that's really important, and yep. I hope people are looking at it. So don't, don't you know, borrow all this money to get a degree in, degree in something that, uh, let's just use a really non-political one, basket weaving. Yeah. Because honestly, there may be one basket weaver making good money, but nobody else is. So that, why would you get a degree in that? And and you got to look at it and and see wh- where you want to be when you graduate. And and hopefully people are encouraged by uh, to to look at this website. It's up and running. It's it's very helpful uh, to students who are who are graduated from high school that are going to go on to college. Uh, absolutely. Before I let you go, Kathleen, any comments at all on the uh, upcoming midterms? Well, um, I feel pretty good about Florida. That's where my focus is. Um, I'm crisscrossing the state. In fact, I'm barely home like maybe for a couple hours on a Saturday and Sunday, and uh, I'm hearing a lot of positives about Governor DeSantis everywhere I go. So uh, our, our Republican, uh, we're holding strong in Florida. And, and at this time, you know, I look at some of these polls and I hear about some of these polls and, and both sides, you know, both sides are like, oh, it's all tightening or this, that and the other. That's normal. Um, and then as we get closer to the election, things will will shake out. And I feel like we're going to uh, do really well uh, in November. And hopefully uh, I feel very strongly we'll take back the House and the Senate and then uh you know, we can sort of level things off. Yeah, from your lips to God's ear again, Kathleen yeah. Passanomo, <laughs> our state senator. I really appreciate your coming on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, Dennis Golden, Director of Corporate and Community Partnerships at Hodges University. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. You can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Dennis Golden. He is the Director of Corporate and Community Partnerships at Hodges University. Dennis, thank you so much for joining us. Bob, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to our, to our conversation. Well, thank you, Dennis. First of all, uh, maybe you can make a few comments. We just heard the uh, uh, Hodges University commercial, but uh, to give us a little idea about Hodges University role in the local and uh, national community. Sure, sure. Well, as, as many folks in the Southwest Florida community know, Hodges University has recently relocated its campus from Naples to Fort Myers. So our our campus and our beautiful new uh, facilities are located right on Colonial Boulevard mm. in, in, in the heart of Fort Myers. And the, the beauty of Hodges and what kind of separates us from the traditional colleges and universities is that Hodges caters toward the adult working professional. Uh, Bob, the average age of a Hodges student is 34 years old. Mm. So we have serious working professional adults 
who uh, are coming to Hodges to further their careers. Uh, and, and under the leadership of our president, Dr. John Meyer, uh, we have some very uh, innovative and unique programs that, again, cater specifically to the adult working professionals in Collier, Lee, and Charlotte counties. Excellent, Dennis. And, and you're the Director of Corporate and Community Partnerships. Really interesting. I looked at the website, and maybe you could tell us about that. Sure, sure. In my role, Bob, I'm responsible for speaking with the C-suite leaders at all of the corporations in, uh, like I said, Collier, Lee, and Charlotte counties. And in that particular role, what Hodges offers is a win-win relationship between the employers and the employees. Uh, by becoming a corporate partner with Hodges, all of your employees automatically receive a 20% reduction in their tuition hmm. for any courses that they take at Hodges. And in it, so, so in that sense, the employees win. Hodges wins because we get the enrollments and the employer now has an opportunity to offer an additional benefit that is held a very high value to, to employees. Now that's on the corporate side of what I do. Mm -hmm. On the community side, I'm responsible for reaching out to local community groups Listening to them, our president, Dr. Meyer, <laughs> he, he's, he, he's wonderful, Bob, because his charge to me is to find out what the people need, mm -hmm. what the employers need, what the communities need. And if we don't have a curriculum that currently fits that need, bring the idea back and let's see if we can make something happen. So. We're, we're partnering not only with corporations across Southwest Florida, but we're partnering with local community groups as well uh, in an effort to provide education, training that may not otherwise be available. That sounds so. You, you pretty much got created a structure here uh, to keep your ear to the ground with regard to what's happening in the community, but it also facilitates awareness and familiarity with Hodges University and perhaps uh, just promotes career pathways that, uh, you know, are developing right before our eyes. Absolutely. And, and today's workforce is ever changing. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that, that we have found, Bob, is that so many working adult professionals have completed, let's say they've completed an associate, an associate's degree, mm -hmm. or they've completed 60 or 80 hours of undergraduate credit, but the two factors that stop people from getting the full degree are number one, cost, and number two, time. Mm -hmm. People don't have the time or don't want to take two, three, four years to be able to go back to school. They're raising their families. They're juggling all of other all of the other life challenges. And uh, again, under Dr. Meyer's leadership, we have introduced a program called The Wheel. Mm -hmm. And I'll just summarize it very quickly, but 
depending on the number of undergraduate credits that you have completed, you can earn your bachelor's degree in less than 12 months. Wow. I mean, it, it's a fascinating uh, concept. And, and we're really, really excited about the wheel. A lot of folks in the community are pretty charged up about it. And again, it's one of those unique offerings that caters toward the adult working professional and allows a discount on their tuition, and it allows employees to earn their bachelor's degrees in sometimes less than 12 months. So uh, we, we think that's innovative. It's, it's being very well received uh, out there in the community and across the corporate world here in Southwest Florida. So we're very excited about that as well. Sure. So Dennis, tell us about the wheel. I'm sure it uh, symbolizes or uh, acknowledges something. Why, why the title the wheel? Ah, great question, Bob. Well, if you think of a wheel, a wheel goes, of course, it moves in a circle. Right. And in essence, you would start with a cohort of other students. That's basically a, a team or a group of students that all begin the wheel at a certain point in time, either fall semester, the spring semester, or in the summer semester. Mm. And, the, and the wheel kind of, and you move around that wheel one segment as a time, at, at a time. So you could have a, a cohort that begins in the fall, and then they move to the spring portion of the wheel. And at that same time, a new cohort is starting at the first level of the wheel. The first group is now moving on to the third level. A new cohort starts, and we kind of go around and around. That that's sounds... that's the concept of the wheel. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Dennis, for that. So well, for our listeners' benefit, I'm sure uh, this is new information. How can people find out more? Oh, well, the best way to find out more uh, about Hodges University and some of these great programs is to go to our website. And our website really www.hodges.edu. Uh, and from there, it's it's a it's a very user-friendly site. You you click on certain icons and you'll get specific information on the different programs. And if if anyone is interested in the wheel specifically, uh, they could certainly reach out to me personally, Dennis Golden, G-O-L-D-E-N. And it's my email address is dgolden at hodges.edu. Well, thank you, Dennis. And I'm sure there's some employers out there saying, well, it'd be nice to be offer uh, some fringe benefits here to our employees by giving them an opportunity to enhance their education. They could do that through Hodges University. It sounds like at little or no cost to them. So sounds like a great, great opportunity for, uh, for corporations, for uh, community partnerships, uh, for Hodges University, and for students. Dennis, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Bob, thank you for the time. And again, thank you for the opportunity to talk a little bit about some of these great offerings uh, that we have right here in Fort Myers at, at Hodges. Thank you. Hodges.edu uh, is the website, Hodges.edu. Thank you so much, Dennis. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. Hope you have a great day. You too. Thank you. All right, coming up, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more 
right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure indeed. Tell us about Less Government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and government doesn't. Well, you know what? There are a lot of forces fighting you, but you've got a worthy cause, Seton. So, Thank you. Hey, you wrote a piece which I found very fascinating. If uh, t- import tariffs hurt your domestic industry, it ain't a domestic industry. Maybe you could tell us about it. Yeah, I, this is this is a continuing uh, thinking I, I've had on the – you and I discussed the – uh, fake free trade we've dealt with in D.C. for 50 years plus now, where, you know, in the early 70s, businesses started going to government, with Nixon going to China specifically, and saying, look, we, we want government policy that makes it better and easier for us to leave the country and go overseas, because, you know, China uses slave labor and paying people nothing is less expensive than paying people something. Yep. And so they wanted to export the middle, the, the, the tens of millions of jobs that hired the middle class of America and made the U.S. the strongest country in the history of humanity in the 50s and 60s. And so D.C., of course, is filled with people who are sell out 
uh, awful human beings, and they started doing it. And and now we've got this situation where countries like China, you know, severely limit what we can send them, tear off the crap out of what we send them, and then subsidize the crap out of what they send us. And, of course, the, the subsidies are, are, to me, the worst, because they undermine everything we do here, because we don't subsidize anybody. Right. And, and, and they can't, they're, they're charging a below market price, an artificial price based on the subsidies, and our guys can't compete. And so I, I was looking specifically, I, I read this in, in Politico, I couldn't find it again for some reason, but I read it in Politico, and they said that the, the, the domestic solar industry is lobbying the Biden administration to end the Trump tariffs on solar uh, components because it's hurting the domestic industry. <laughs> and I went, wait, wait a minute, if it's a domestic industry, they don't pay the tariffs. If it's a domestic industry, if it's made in Cleveland or Chicago or you know, Kalamazoo, Missouri, you know, then they're not paying the tariffs. But of course, what it highlighted to me was this fake made in America that started decades ago. I mean, it was really highlighted. And God bless the late Ross Perot. He warned us about it in NAFTA and GATT, um, where something's made somewhere else. There's two screws left unscrewed. Right. They import they import that into the country. They tighten the two screws and slap a Made in America sticker on it. And of course, 99 percent of the of the manufacturer and and uh, of the uh, of the item in question is actually overseas. And so that that's the type of quote unquote domestic industry that is being impacted by these tariffs. The fake, you know, everything in DC is fake. It's a fake. Uh, domestic industry. Solar is is a quintessential example of it. I mean, we we again we're outsourcing. You know, we won't we won't drill for oil. We'll go beg the Saudis to do it. Yep. Um, you know, strip mining the earth to get the rare earth minerals necessary for these fake energy sources like solar panels and wind turbines is an ugly ugly process. It is far worse for the environment than what we do to go get coal, gas, and oil. It's far worse. So, heck, we don't want to do that. So we'll outsource it. China goes into West Africa, into East Africa, just destroys the place, getting these rare earths, stealing it from the Africans, by the way, and then and then make, you know, putting it in solar panels and wind turbines and then selling it to idiots in the West. Remember, keep in mind, China's not using any solar, any green energy. No, they're burning coal plants. They're burning. They're burning oil. They're burning gas because they're not morons. They'll make it though and sell it to us because they know we're idiots. <laughs> it's right. so, so true. If you think about it, see, uh, uh, Nixon goes over to China, opens up markets, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, probably the expectation is that these people. They're so backward. They're going to be grateful for what we're doing for them, and it's going to help America and all that. Well, the, that wasn't even that wasn't even the the lie they told us. What the lie they told us was the business com- community co- created this thing. That China will open up its open itself up. It'll be less communist. Yeah. If if we if we dump tens of millions of jobs and billions and trillions of dollars into the country, the government will open up. Well, no, you're just funding the government to tighten its grip on everybody. And then, so, and then stealing is blind, by the way. At the same time, stealing our technology, yeah. our, uh, our our uh, the, 
the 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 conservative estimate out of the FBI is six hundred billion a year. I think it's much higher than that. Is the intellectual property theft yeah. in China? And again, I've said this for twenty years now, more than that. There's there's a war coming between the U.S. and China, and it'll be the first war in human history where one side funded both. Yep. Because that's how stupid we've been. Well, that's true. So, I mean, uh, I, I can recall, though, talking to people that started businesses, or they were kind of, uh, I'm going to call them pioneers, back in the day in the 70s where they went over to China in order to open businesses. And you know the definition of a pioneer, don't you? What? Well, the definition of a pioneer is a guy with his face in the mud and arrows in his back. Anyhow, we we had well, <laughs> but I mean, anybody with an IQ above nine on a warm day, you know, I'm not, I'm not. There's a thing called presentism, which the left does, where they look at George Washington and chastise him for owning slaves. Yeah. You're looking at them yesterday through today's prism, which is completely ridiculous and unfair. I'm saying in the early '70s, we just been to two wars with Mao's China. I don't think going and opening businesses there is a very good idea. I would have said that in 1972. I'd like to think. Well, and I agree with you 100%. The point is that uh, the conditions upon which you could do business in China were very strict back then, just as they are today. So uh, they. But again, they're using slave labor even then, and I would have known not to do that. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just. It's so obvious, you know, the fact that it didn't occur to anybody until Trump came along is really pathetic. D.C. is just a horrible, horrible place. Well, Trump brought our realization to a lot of things right now. It sounded funny at the beginning when he said it, but it all rings so true right now, especially as we look look, uh, in hindsight and see what's happening in the midst of the Biden administration. Oops, orange man... We've gone from orange man bad to orange man right. Yeah, absolutely true. Seaton Miley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit lessgovernment.org. Also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seaton, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with, uh, by the way, I want to remind you that in honor of National Cheeseburger Day, which happened on Sunday, uh, Lulabee's Diner is celebrating 20% off on any of their burgers. Now, Lulabee's Diner is a great place to have breakfast or lunch. And you can find Lulabee's Diner at the Green Tree Shopping Center. Stop by. It's a great place with a kind of a 60s look into it. So uh, a visit, uh, again, Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Okay, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Linda Harden, my wife, and also she writes commentary, that and more, right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor.
Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Lyndon and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform. And you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. We have with us Linda Harden. She's not only my beautiful wife, but also writes uh, commentary and uh, stays up to date in everything that's happening on social media. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, You watched the uh, proceedings for the last 10 days about the... uh, Passing of our of Queen Elizabeth II. Oh my goodness! Any the, thoughts? The, the British know how to do it. I, you know what? I don't miss a wedding, and I don't miss any any royal thing that they do because they know how to do it best, and they do it over the top. And I just couldn't peel myself away from the TP set. Well, it was a uh, pretty impressive uh, ceremony. By the way, Joe Biden showed up and is in the beast late. Late. And- <laughs> He had to wait for everybody to be seated. Then he gets put in the fourteenth row. Uh, you know, it's it just he goes. He got caught in traffic, and and people even in England are saying "F Joe Biden." Yeah, that's right. They were, weren't they? they yes, were. they were. It was on film, and they were saying "F Joe Biden." And that man is such a train wreck. And and since he had, you know, he he he's talking about global warming and all that stuff. What a footprint he left taking yeah. Air Force One and the Beast. And all these people over for 24 hours to go sit in the 14th row at the Queen's funeral. Well, of course, he had a chance to clear everything up on 60 Minutes. Uh, He he gave this interview to uh, 60 Minutes, and uh, everything he said is being is being walked back by the White House. Everything, yeah, everything, and and the media is just going is apoplectic about it. I don't know if it was Reuters or whatever. They're saying, oh, um, it's careless, it's reckless. He's going to cost people lives. you know, here's the thing that I don't understand. He's the commander-in-chief. Isn't it his responsibility to set policy? Doesn't he do that? Or apparently uh, he doesn't because somebody else is, is saying he did it wrong. Well, he's not really in charge. I mean, we know that. But, but, but you know, you'd think, you'd think that these people would have propped up somebody with a brain Biden is just a train wreck. They're yeah. just, they were just talking on TV about how he said, oh, the pandemic is over. But he just based that whole uh, pay, uh, uh, paying for tuition on the fact that the pandemic was, has been so costly and we need to, to keep um, helping people so they're going to pay their college tuition uh, bills off and whatever. He was just walking around in a mask outdoors by himself two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. So 
What do you think the surprise is going to be in October? We know that uh, they somehow... I, a so- surprise in October? I can't wait to see what's going to happen this afternoon. I mean, this guy is just a total train wreck. Everything that comes out of his mouth, he, he talked on 60 Minutes. And oh, by the way, I would not watch 60 Minutes for all the tea in China. Uh, but, but the fact of the matter is he screwed up. He even surprised his the uh, political hack, Scott Pelley, who was interviewing him when he says, oh, 8.3% inflation isn't bad. And Scott Pelley is going... Are you serious? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, uh, so he, uh, he probably doesn't understand the economic concept of inflation and how that works, but irrespective, uh, the 8.3% is over the past year. I think he was trying to reflect on the fact that from month to month, it didn't go up that much. What the point is, the people are paying it uh, in the store. They're paying it at the pump. They're paying it. Their, their cost of living is going up, 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 and I'm sure... You know, his his comment, his point of view is: Look, are you going to believe me or your lying eyes? Oh, it's it's just it's it's just crazy. And then and then they said uh, Scott Pelley threw him the softball question about about uh, saving the railway strike, which was oh by the way still in danger because they have to vote on it on Thursday. Right. And uh, and he says, how did that make you feel being able to put that together? <laughs> Talk about nauseating. The mainstream media is just sickening. I mean, you'd think, you'd think, you know what's going to have to happen? You know what's going to have to happen? It's going gonna, it's gonna to have to, whether these um, the criminals that are coming over the border do something horrible to, to one of these media families or, or somebody important family is going to get hit, then they're going to start paying attention. So I, I see it this way. Actually, uh, we're seeing what's happened to CNN. I think that's kind of the uh, canary in the coal mine, quite frankly, is CNN has lost its audience now that Trump is no longer president. They've lost their audience. So now they realize they're going to have to redo themselves, do a, do a makeover on CNN. Hopefully, they'll come to the realization they need to actually report news. And I think as we see these media outlets losing audience, they're going to have to do. And I think the same thing is happening in the Democrat Party. My hope is if they'll wake up after November and say, you know what, what we're selling, they ain't buying. Well, I mean, they're waking up now. Look at the people that were interviewed at Trump's rally. Oh, by the way, we haven't talked about Trump's rally on Saturday. Um, The Daily Mail was trying to downplay Trump's rally by taking pictures of the audience two and a half hours before he got there so the people were filing in and whatever they were they had some people had been waiting to get in to see trump since last tuesday mm-hmm. for a, for a rally on saturday and they try everybody's trying to play it down and all you need to see is how many people uh showed up for that rally and the people that were interviewed were former democrats they said to your point they said we we see what's happening. Yeah. We see we've been lied to. We see that they're trying to, they're trying to. Um, they think we're stupid. Yeah, and we're not stupid. And I think that's happening more and more. Well, I mean, my my hope is that somehow, some way, the leaders of the party will wake up and say, you know what, this just is not working. You know what? You know what? I don't think the leaders of the party they're so deeply entrenched in this, and they're leave, living in their own bubble, and they're get, getting their pockets lined by all this this lobbying money. I really do think. That, that the leaders on both sides of the parties are in a bubble and they're comfortable and they said, oh, if we just tell, go in front of the camera enough, um, uh, these people will just follow along where we, where yeah. we, what well, we tell them. Well, of course, now you see, you brought up the Trump rallies and boy, that, he really just stirs up a lot of excitement and happiness. 
and they talk about extremism and hate and anger and all that type of thing. They don't. There's no such thing at any Trump rally. In the meantime, Biden apparently is planning to come to Florida. Is it this weekend? I don't know exactly. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, he's going to come do a rally. <laughs> <laughs> what with the ten circles? On the yeah, ground? no, I, I I suspect they what they're going to have to do is to have to get some unions together and pay people uh, pay to people in. to come and uh, to to uh, to see it because I suspect you know he can't draw bring f- it. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. There, there's again, they're still mopping up from from his little uh, sixty minutes appearance, and and they've got to be what in heaven's name were they thinking? To put somebody, prop somebody up like that, where all they have to do is clean up after after him. It's really sad. And now, now the the House Oversight Committee today is going to bring forward a resolution about about uh, Hunter Biden and, and that all that stuff be made public. I don't know how far they're going to get, but maybe they'll they'll get it out yeah. in the public. Well, I'll just encourage our listeners to go to my son Hunter com, mysonhunter.com, and take a look at the documentary that was put together by Breitbart. Uh, it's really getting great reviews, and uh, you know most people aren't even aware of what's what's happened with with uh, Hunter. But he has compromised our our national security tremendously with regard to uh, what's happening in China and other parts of the world. You know, you talked about you talked about CNN and the the other networks losing people, and and they are. And CNN has already made some changes, but they're making them so slowly. They're going to lose everybody. Yeah. They're just going to lose everybody. I mean, they they need to make a, a drastic U-turn. They're they're talking to an echo chamber out there. Yeah, but here's the thing too: you can decide that you want to do that and even do it, but then it takes a while to change the brand. You know, people aren't going to respond just because hey, we've ch- we're we're better now. We're we no longer do what we used to do. People aren't going to tune into CNN because of that. They they have loyalty, for example, to other out, news outlets like. Uh, uh, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Um, like someone I was listening to the other day, uh, Charlie Kirk, as a matter of fact, um, the pharmaceutical industries are bankrolling a lot of these yeah. television networks. I mean, they're they're paying. They're all, can you? Uh, That's just, a great point. You know, I mean, they're they're pushing all these. What they paid for the U.S. Open, they were one of the sponsors for the U.S. Open. And what did we see? All that on on so many sporting events, even football this weekend. Pfizer, Pfizer, Pfizer. Oh, and, and uh, booster, booster, booster. More Moderna. I know. Yeah, and and so the the pharmaceutical industry owns Washington. They own the the media, and and in order for these people to get paychecks, they're going to have to kiss the ring of the pharmaceutical industry. Good point. I mean, uh, as look, 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 look at Kevin McCarthy, who's getting more money than anybody else on Capitol Hill from lobbyists from Pfizer. So, so he's going to get up there and, and, I mean, he put up money against America First uh, politicians uh, in New Hampshire just a, just a week ago. Unbelievable. I mean, so you've got to pay attention and you've got to follow the money. You've always got to follow the money. Linda, I always appreciate your commentary. I had no idea what we were going to talk about. It's kind of like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I know, get. but you know what? It's, we could keep going for an hour because the news just keeps on coming. It's so true, but I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome. All right. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests for tomorrow, including Bob Levy, chairman of the Cato Institute, and Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com, bobharden at hotmail.com. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste.
Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.